What's good, fellas? Welcome to the second episode of the Fade the Narrative podcast, hosted by yours truly, Bretton Swick. Got a lot of action to go over. We're going over a full recap of yesterday's Sunday games. Um, we're going to go over the top performers, but most importantly, we're going to go over what we learned, right? A lot of big games, a lot of big matchups, and we learned quite a lot. Quite a lot. Um, let's get right into it, though. All right, first game, obviously in London, Jacksonville versus the Bills. The Jags get an outright win over Buffalo, 25-20. to 20. Now, the Jags were plus 5.5. I told y'all that's what we were taking, um, and that was a very Vegas mindset play, like we went over in last week's episode, right? Bills coming off a huge win against the Dolphins, right? They were amped up. They were jacked up. On the other side, the Jags really had been mediocre at best. Um, Not that impressive, but they had been in London for a week in advance. And they came to play. They were prepared. Um, The defense stepped up, and Buffalo's offense was nowhere to be found. Now, some notable players. ETN ran all over the Bills. 136 rushing yards. He absolutely balled out. And my boy, Calvin Ridley, the gambling man. Seven receptions, 127 yards. He balled out for my fantasy team. He had a great game. Mr. Reliable yesterday. Ultimately, helped them get that victory. So, Bills, I don't know I don't know what to tell you. Super inconsistent. I think that's, that's one of the, the major things that we learned from yesterday. They're super inconsistent, right? I mean, they dropped week one. Allen played poorly. Um... But everyone was like, okay, and me, even even me, I was saying, okay, he's not going to play that poorly the rest of the year. They're fine. Uh, bounce back week two against the against the Raiders. Was expecting that, um, and then they were kind of just coasting, right? Coasted past the Commanders, coasted past the Dolphins. We thought all was well. Boom, get beat by the Jags. Now we see that inconsistency. Now they're three and two. It's not looking. It's not looking that great. It's not looking that great. Um, and now, add, add on the fact that they have all these injuries now. Add on the fact that they have all these injuries. Defense is in shambles. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. Very inconsistent. Uh, let's get into the second game here. And everyone, everyone was in my comments last week spamming. Spamming that the Texans were going to go into Atlanta. Spank that ass. But I told you. You've got to be smarter than that. You have to be smarter than that. This was a very Vegas mindset kind of game, just like that Bills game. Very Vegas mindset-wise. Falcons end up getting the dub, 21-19 on a game-winning field goal at the end there. I mean, it, it was very close throughout. But I think ultimately what we learned was that both of these teams are very overhyped. Very overhyped. Um, we saw it with Atlanta when they started out 2-0. Everyone was gassing them up, saying they're a top 10 team, yada, yada, yada. Bijan's going to run over the whole league. Then they drop their next two games. And now now the Texans go and spank up on the Steelers, and now they're getting gassed up. Texans, playoff team, they're electric. Okay, it I mean, it was a good game. It was a close game. But I don't think everyone saw the fireworks that they were expecting from the Texans yesterday going up against the Falcons, right? 
Uh, Ritter, great game. 329 yards. Um, and he finally got Pitts involved, right? Seven receptions, 87 yards. You love to see the tight ends getting involved. I'd love to see that in New York with the Giants. They got it done a little bit. But great to see from Ritter. Um, offense, it, it seemed pretty stagnant throughout the game. It, it did seem very stagnant throughout the game. But you look back and, you know, over 300 yards, got the win. It's a solid day. It's a solid day. Um, now for this third game, I mean, no one really thought this would be much of a contest. Lions beat the Panthers 42-24. Um, I mean, notable players. Montgomery, great game. 109 yards of tutty. Um, he was running all over the place. He balled out fantasy-wise, all you fantasy owners. Um, it's tough. I know Thielen had a great game as well, but you lose by 18. Can't really talk too much about the Panthers. They remain defeated they haven't had a win on the season um i don't know they still have a lot to figure out lions look great lions look great they were sitting at nine in the power rankings um i think obviously they should move up you know with the ravens losing to the steelers they should definitely move up this week lions have looked great man not much more you can say colts fellas the colts are solid I think that's the main thing that we learned from this week. The Colts are solid with or without Richardson, right? I mean, that's the second thing on here. Richardson seems very injury prone, but at the same time, Minshew has answered the call. Every single week that he's had to come in and play quarterback, he has answered the call. They beat the Ravens, and then they just beat the Titans when he's at the helm. I mean, they get the job done against the Titans here, 23-16, to um, that was a tough game to pick. That was a, that was a super tough game to pick beforehand. Um, but again, and, and, and I think key player wise, let's talk Zach Moss, fellas, Zach Moss, 165 rushing yards and two tutties absolutely balled out. I know everyone was talking about the return of Jonathan Taylor, the return of Jonathan Taylor. I mean, we knew he wasn't going to have the same kind of, you know, rushing attempts and action, you know, that previously he would have had at least in this first game zach zach moss fellas answered the call balled out got them the dub plain and simple but again the takeaway from that game the colts are a solid team i think they've looked solid every single week they're they're sturdy man they're sturdy now let's get into the dolphins dolphins versus the giants um I mean, another another game going into the week. No one really thought the Giants would hang in close. Giants have looked like one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, bottom five team for sure. Um, and up until last week when the Dolphins got clipped by the Bills, they were up in the conversation as one of the top teams in the league. And they still are. They still are. Um, they get the job done 31-16 over the Giants. But for me personally, my biggest takeaway is that the Dolphins are an elite team. Yes, we know that. That offense is electric. We understand that. But at the same time, they are very sloppy. Um, Tua, 308 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Um, he also, they also had a fumble as well. So three turnovers, um, which again, if you're playing a better team than the Giants, that's where it gets sketchy. That, that's right there is where it gets sketchy. Um, Hill, 181 yards, a tutty. Again, that, that offense is electric. 
But you don't want to be having three turnovers because when you play a good team, that's going to translate to points. It's going to translate to your offense not being on the field. And that's what happens. That's how you lose games. That's how you get clapped by the Bills. I mean, you just can't have that moving forward. Again, good win by them. They win by 16 or 15 against the Giants. No one's really that impressed. I think they were minus 12 and a half on the spread. No, no one's that, no one's that impressed. Um, <laughs> number five on our list, we got the Patriots versus the Saints. Horrible, horrible game by the Patriots. Um, biggest takeaway, the Patriots are in absolute shambles. They are in absolute shambles, fellas. They lose 34-0 at home in Foxborough. What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, it's embarrassing to watch this team play football. You have a home game where you're favored by two and a half points and you lose by 34. You don't even put a single point up on the board. What are we doing? Derek Carr goes for 183 yards, two touchdowns. Kamara gets it going a little bit, right? Kamara, 80 yards, a tutty. Um, He's been looking great for fantasy owners. I know he's definitely answered the call. Uh, I got him on my as my RB2, um, and he gets enough receptions. If he can get a tutty like he did this week, solid player. But, yeah, I mean, they the Patriots have no idea what's going on. Mac Jones looks horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Um, and, and I vouched for the Patriots. I really did. They were 0-2, and I thought that they were one of the better 0-2 teams, right? They played the Eagles tough. They played the Eagles tough. And that, that was a facade. That was an absolute facade. And they played the Dolphins pretty tough. Again, facade. They lose by a touchdown to the Dolphins. You know, and they were driving late in that game to potentially tie the game up. Um, I held out hope for them. I really did. And now it's just, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Absolutely, I have no faith in Mac Jones whatsoever. Absolutely no faith. That team is in shambles. Bill Pelichick needs to figure it the fuck out or he needs to get out. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Uh, now we go to one of the best games, one of the best Vegas mindset games of the week. We highlighted this in our last episode and worked perfectly. Steelers beat the Ravens 17 to 10 outright win. They were plus four and a half on the spread. I told you guys to take the Steelers at plus four and a half and they get the outright dub. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from this game, fellas, plain and simple, the Steelers defense can, I mean, can still win them games. You know, it was up for question after last week when they get spanked up by the Texans, right? Can that defense still win them games? And I think we saw... We saw yesterday that they absolutely still can. You know, they forced they forced the uh, the late safety. And then they get the strips. I mean, fellas, that defense is tough. I mean, we knew they were tough. But the offense is so bad that we didn't know if the defense was good enough to win them games. Continue to win them games. Right? Uh-huh. They got it done. And Watt is still super dominant. Super dominant. Um, again, fellas, we told you divisional game in Pittsburgh 
You can't bet this. You cannot bet the Ravens. And somebody was in my live just yesterday morning saying they put 2K up on the Ravens. I told him to cash out if he still could because that's a horrible look. He said it's the easiest money he'd ever make. That is a horrible look. Absolutely horrible look. Um, you know, again, if you were going to bet anything on that game, it had to be the Steelers. It simply had to be the Steelers. So, looking at that line, looking at where the game was being played, the fact that it's a divisional matchup, you have to take the Steelers in that situation. But again, the public's going to think what they want to think. They're going to think the Ravens are an absolute lock, like he did, and you're going to lose your money. It's as simple as that. You're going to lose your money. When will you all learn? When will you guys learn? Uh, best player to highlight in that game, picking six receptions, 130 yards, and the tutty. Um, yeah, I mean, he had a good game. That offense still looks horrendous, though. They had so many chances down down in field goal range, so many chances, and we take a, they take a sack. They take a sack to push them out of field goal range. So many chances. I was, I was, I mean, I was sweating that spread late. Obviously, the defense held them in that game. And thank God that they did. Because that offense is brutal. And it's super tough to bet the Steelers when you know that that offense isn't going to do much. It really is. You're, you're putting all your faith in that defense. Um, they got the job done, man. They got the job done. Now, let's go. That finishes up the 1 o'clock slate. Let's move into those, those afternoon, evening games. Um, we got Eagles. Eagles defeat the Rams 23 to 14 in LA. Um, and honestly, a game that kind of surprised me, right? I was leaning on the Rams here. I really was at plus four at home. You know, they had Cooper cup coming back this week and I mean, he, he did ball out, but what we really found out, what we really learned from this game, the Eagles and AJ Brown are the real deal fellas. They are absolutely the real deal. They were undefeated going into this game. But they hadn't really played that well. They, they, they really haven't. Um, they get the job done 23-14. to 14, And Hertz goes for 303 yards. A tutty. A rushing tutty. 72 rushing yards. That's what impressed me. Him and Brown. That duo. Super, super impressive. If Hertz is going to be able to run like how he did. 72 rushing yards. A touchdown. And throw for 300 yards. A.J. Brown gets 127 of them. That team is tough. And I think also what we learned from this game, instead of just, instead of us, instead of me, I'm going to go with just me. Instead of me just saying that the Eagles haven't been impressive because I really didn't think they were that impressive going into yesterday. Instead of me saying that the Eagles still haven't been impressive, I'm now saying, yes, the Eagles do let teams hang in games. But they step up when they need to. They, they step up when they need to. I mean, again, this was a close game. It was a six-point game. I mean, up until that late field goal puts them up nine, it was a close game. But again, they just make the necessary plays and they focus on the small things, the small details, the big plays. They step up in those big moments to a T. That's why they're undefeated. Um, so my mindset towards the Eagles has completely changed here to they haven't looked good to they're a damn good team and they get the job done. Simple as that. These other teams, they can't figure it out. They can't get the small things. Boom. Eagles look like a team who just went to the Super Bowl last year and are looking to do that again. 100%. Um, let's go right into the next one. Bengals. 
Bengals defeat the Cardinals 34-20. They finally figure it out. I was all over them this past week saying, this is their last shot. If they can't get a dub, if they cannot get a dub against the Cardinals, their season's over. Their season is over. Joe Burrow steps up. Narrative here now, what we learned. Bengals, Burrow, and Chase, are they back? Are they back? Burrow, 317 yards, three touchdowns. Chase, 15 receptions, 192 yards, and three touchdowns. Absolutely shredded the Cardinals. Shredded. I mean, and this is coming off last week where Chase does that interview saying he's open all the time. All right. Burrow. Burrow understood the assignment here. Get that man the ball. If that's what it's going to take to win games, that's what you got to do. Chase is an electric player. Obviously, top-tier player, top-tier player, top-tier fantasy player. You need to get him the ball to win games. I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise. It really shouldn't come as a surprise. They got it done here. They get the 14-point victory. No one's really that impressed to beat the Cardinals, but at the same time, the Bengals have looked like one of the worst teams so we are a little bit impressed. We are a little bit impressed. Um, big win for the Bengals. Absolutely huge. Not right now, fellas. They go to two and three now. That that's not that bad. That's not that bad. Two and three. They have wins against the Rams and now the Cardinals. Two and three. I'll take it. Um, they still got some stuff to work out, but a big win for them. Big momentum shift in their favor. Next, we go to Broncos versus the Jets in the shit bowl of the week, fellas. The shit bowl of the week. Horrendous. Biggest takeaways from this game, the Broncos are absolutely burning. The Broncos are absolutely burning. And Zach Wilson, newfound confidence, question mark, I guess, kind of, maybe. Um, Zach Wilson, 199 yards, an interception late, which was bad, really bad. Um, but Brees Hall highlight 177 yards in that touchdown, the 77 yard touchdown absolutely lit him up up until that point the the Broncos were winning the game. Um, and then they just decided to nosedive fellas. Russell Wilson is absolutely horrendous, horrendous. I had hope. I had hope for the Broncos coming off of their first dub against the Bears. I had hope that they would have momentum going into this week, going against the Jets team that really hasn't looked that good. And what does what does Russell Wilson do? His defense gets him the ball back with an interception late when they're down by three points. Russell Wilson has two minutes and change to get down the field and either kick a field goal to tie and send it to overtime or... Go down and score a touchdown and win the damn game. And what does he do? His bum ass tries to roll out with negative speed. Tries to scramble with negative speed and gets absolutely clobbered. Fumbles the ball and loses them the game. What are we doing, Russell Wilson? What are we doing? Figure it out. Please figure it out. Absolute shambles. What did we learn? You cannot trust this damn Bronco team. They're an absolute chaos. Shambles. Can't trust them. Worst team. Probably the worst team in the league. I don't know. It's atrocious. It's absolutely atrocious. It took a crazy comeback to beat the Bears. And they can't get it, ju- they can't get it done against any other team. It's embarrassing. 
It's absolutely embarrassing. The way he rolled out, the way he was trying to scramble with negative speed, with absolute negative speed. What are we doing? What are we doing? Russ is cooked. Absolutely. Embarrassing. Now we go to the Vikings Chiefs. I know a couple people were asking about this game. Vikings versus Chiefs. And again, fellas, um, we were on the Vikings here, right? At least plus the points. At least plus the points. Um, it was definitely a Vegas mindset play. The public was all over the Chiefs, um, which kind of we, we saw that swing this week. It was more of a public kind of week, which happens. It's going to happen. Um, Chiefs get the job done 27-20 over the Vikings. I think what we learned here from this game, we'll, we'll, go, for, we'll go over both sides, but for the Vikings... They just can't get over that hump. They really can't get over that hump. They hang in these games, but they they just can't do enough. They can't focus on the small things enough to get over that hump and to win a game. They were in this game again. They, they lose by a touchdown. It's just those little things, right? Fumbling on the first play, the first offensive play. You can't have it. You simply cannot have it going up against the Chiefs team who just won the Super Bowl. You can't have that. They had another. Nakua fumbles at midfield. You can't have it. Um, I I just mixed up games there. Wrong game. Completely wrong game. That's back on the ramps. But still, Vikings, couple third downs, couldn't convert late. Um, you hate to see it. Uh, the Chiefs, again, they don't look they don't look like the crazy team that we're used to seeing. But at the same time. Mahomes is still making those plays. He's, he really is still making those plays. I know he had one play where he had to scramble out of pressure, throws a sidearm slanted to Kelsey for it was like a third and six conversion. These are big plays. Leads to a touchdown. These are big plays um, that the Chiefs are still going to make. Um, again, notable player, Kelsey. 10 receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. I think they're starting to figure out that, yes, this you know the Chiefs don't have... They don't have that big-time receiver. They don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. But they still have Travis Kelsey. Mr. Reliable. You know, and, and he can have 10-plus receptions every game. I don't see why not. They are still an amazing team. He's always getting open. And if he's not getting open, then Mahomes could run the ball. But again, Pacheco looks nice. Um, they're still a contender. They're fine. I know a lot of people were... Um, a lot of people were just doubting them after almost losing to the Jets, even though they still won by three and could have won by 10 if Mahomes didn't slide, if he would have just ran into the red zone. Um, a lot of people were panicking on the on the, on the the Chiefs. Um, obviously, yeah, they have some you know receiving woes, but they're still a great team. <laughs> they're still a great team. Uh, and then we go to Sunday Night Football, where the... 49ers laid a beat down on the Cowboys in a horrendous game. The the most anticipated game of the week turned into an absolute shit show. The most anticipated, most probably most bet on game of the week turned into a preseason game. The 49ers, the 49ers turned that game, turned that entire fourth quarter into a preseason game. A preseason game. Sam Darnold's bum ass was on the field. 
Sam Darnold's bum ass was on the field. I mean, I was shocked. I mean, I was shocked. Again, I was leaning Cowboys in this matchup, right? I was expecting that defense to give Purdy some trouble. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck. I think the biggest takeaway here, the 49ers are the clear number one in the NFL. I mean, I don't think it's even a debate at this point. They are the clear number one. That defense is scary. That defense is scary. Add that to the fact that they have all of those weapons on offense. Debo, CMC, Kittle, who goes for three touchdowns. Ayuk. Like, this team is scary. Absolutely scary. Um... Yeah, again, Kittle goes for three touchdowns. Had him on fantasy. Great. Love it. He won me the game. He won me the game. So I absolutely love it. And yeah, Purdy's just making he's just making the right decisions. I mean, he really is. But again, it's it, it's a, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier when you have all these weapons on the field. You know, it, it he can go anywhere with the ball. He can go anywhere with the ball. I mean, as far as the Cowboys deck what do you have three interceptions i mean he just looks he looks horrendous he really looks horrendous um and it's tough i don't want to i don't want to be too hard on the on the dallas defense um just just because again the dallas offense couldn't move the ball at all what what do you expect what do you expect when the dallas defense is just living on the field what what do you think is going to happen it's just setting them up for failure it really is setting them up for failure um and it, it makes you question the Cowboys completely because, again, I mean, if you saw Dak in his interviews this past week, he was fired up to play in this game. You know, he was he was going out there to prove something last night. He was going out there to prove something, to prove the media wrong, to prove that that loss against the Cardinals was just a fluke, that that was just one game. And that's what a lot of people believed, and I, I, I'll admit it. I believe the same thing. I believe that that game was just a fluke game. I thought that that defense was going to step it up. I thought that offense was going to play a good game. And it couldn't have been farther from the truth. Farther from the truth. Horrendous game from the Cowboys all around. They get absolutely brucked up. And they get spanked. I mean, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? Horrendous. 49ers have to be the favorites to win the Super Bowl at this point. Uh, I don't think there's any real debate about it. So that recaps all of the Sunday games, fellas. But week five's not over just yet. We're not done yet. We got a Monday night football matchup tonight between the Packers and the Raiders. Another horrible game. Horrible game. Not sure who set up all these uh, primetime matchups, but a lot of them are shite. All right, you know both teams have looked bad. Packers are two and two. The Raiders are one and three. Um, Garoppolo coming back from a concussion this week, but we got Devontae Adams, who's most likely not playing. Most most likely not playing. Um, which basically that is the entire Raiders team right there. Adams is the entire Raiders team. So without him playing, right, it's not looking good for it's not looking good for the Raiders at all. Let's just highlight. Let's just go over both of these teams' schedules so far, um, and then I'll give you guys my pick for this game tonight. Um, last week, we're gonna highlight Packers lose twenty to thirty-four uh, to the Lions. 
again, no one, no one should have thought that that game was close. We were on the Lions on the money line. It was an easy win, two touchdown win. Packers were simply unmatched. They're those two teams are not in the same category whatsoever. Week before that, Packers got a comeback victory, 18-17 against the Saints. Again, that's a pretty even matched game. Um, all of those points for the Packers coming late in that game. Very late in that game. Week before that, 24-25 loss to the Falcons, where the Falcons poured in the points late. Um, Packers, again, they disappeared in that game in the second half. That second half, they absolutely, that offense disappeared. Uh, but 24-25 in that game, loss to the Falcons. And then in week one, obviously, 38-20 win against the Bears. That That's not a, that's not an evenly matched game. That, that's an unmatched that's an unmatched game. Um, I know the Bears kind of figured it out a little bit this week against the Commanders, but the Bears were were horrible, horrible those first four weeks. So very unmatched game there. Now let's look at the Raiders. Right, last week they lose seventeen to twenty four against the Chargers in a game where Khalil Mack gets six sacks. But honestly, the Raiders looked. The fact that they only lost by a touchdown is a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. But at the same time, they throw an interception on the goal line late in that game that could have potentially tied that game, right? 17-24, lose to the Chargers. Week before that, they lose 18-23 against the Steelers at home. That was a primetime matchup. They can't get it done. Offense can't do enough. They, they can't break 20 points, fellas. The week before that, they lose 10 to 38 against the Bills. This offense has been horrendous. Horrendous. And then week one, they get their only victory with a 17-16 win over the bum-ass Broncos that no one's impressed about. That absolutely nobody's impressed about. So I take a look at this game, right? The Raiders are favored at home by two points. Garoppolo's coming back from concussion. But even when Garoppolo was playing, they didn't look that good. Again, they put up 18 against the Steelers, 10 against the Bills, and 17 against the Broncos. That That's what Garoppolo's done with that offense. But now we don't have Devontae Adams playing. We don't have Adams playing today, fellas. When he is their entire offense, if you watched last week's game, the only reason that the Raiders were in that game late against the Chargers is because of the eight receptions that Adams had. They were throwing to him every single time. Every single time. You know, with him not being at 100%, him not playing, it's just, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Rather than looking at a singular, a singular side here, rather than looking at a singular side as far as spread for this, for this game, Again, I would lean Packers, but again, I don't have much faith in them either. I don't have much faith in them either. I'm looking at the over-under here, which is set at 45 and a half points. And I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these two teams, right? And if you go over the eight the eight games that these two teams have played, how many how many of these games have gone over? One game for the Raiders has gone over. Now, if you look, if you look on the other side. Look on the other side and look at the Packers. Three of their games have gone over this line of 45 and a half. But if you look to the Raiders, only one has gone over that over total. But again, what did we go over? 
Two of those games that went over for the Packers were unmatched, unmatched games. They got slapped by the, the Lions. They're unmatched in that game. And they smacked up on the Bears. They were clearly the better team, clearly unmatched in that game. So what's this telling me? Packers and Raiders, very even. Very even game. Adams is not playing. So the Raiders offense gets even worse than what they've been. If they're not going to put up 20 points with Adams, do you really think they're going to be putting up 20 plus this week? I do not think so. I really don't think so. But at the same time, that Raiders defense impressed me to the point of only holding holding the Chargers to only 24 points. Give me this under. Give me this under 20 or give me the under 45 and a half Monday night football. It's not it's not the pretty pick, but I think it's the smart pick here, fellas. I think it really is the smart pick here. Let's roll with the under 45 and a half. And let's get this bread. Fellas, that's going to wrap it up for episode two of the Fade the Narrative podcast. Again, follow on all socials at Fade the Narrative. Uh, we'll be sending out, we'll be sending out if the books, if the sports books do send out a narrative tonight. If they do send out an email with a narrative tonight, I will be ma- I will make sure to post that pic on that TikTok at Fade the Narrative. So make sure you drop a follow. Appreciate you all listening in. And as always, let's get it.